Life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey everybody, welcome to GameIndustry.com's The Gin Lounge. I'm John Breeden, your Chief Lounge Lizard, and your host for this episode of the show. Joining me today are Neil and Todd, and we're going to be talking about stuff we've been doing so far this year, and stuff we want to do real soon in the world of gaming. Which, uh, a lot of good stuff coming up. Uh, Neil, Todd, thank you for joining me today. Appreciate it. So 2014, you know, it's, it's, it's weird. Um, 2013, it started out, uh, kind of with a bang with like all this stuff coming out, like right at the front end of the year. And, and this year, you know, it's, there's been some good games that have come out, but it hasn't really been the giant, you know, mega game fest that the, uh, that, that last year was. Uh, so I'm, I'm sort of like, oh no, is, does that mean 2014's not going to be a good year in gaming? Or, uh, do you think that it's, uh, mostly just the fact that the, the, the whole, you know, the Metal Gear, uh, not the Metal Gear, but the, uh, Metal of Honor curse has been broken? Uh, no, I think it's just because of the new consoles coming out. It's going to take a while for them to, uh, get to their full potential. Yeah, you're probably you're probably right about that. I mean, you you know the 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 games the the new the Xbox One and the PlayStation Four came out, and uh, you know they had some decent launch titles, and you know there's some, in fact we're going to talk about uh, some of them uh, coming up. Um, I know it se- seems like Xbox One seems to be really pushing uh, Titan Titanfall as like their big like hit title, and it pretty much deserves it. Yeah, yeah, well, I know we'll get, I'll get into that. Um, yeah, on the PlayStation 4, I haven't seen as much. They seem to really be pushing Second Son right now. Yeah, I mean, now. it's pretty much um, that and Killzone Shadowfall. Aside from that, there's really not mm-hmm. been much in terms of exclusives. Right, right. Yeah, the, uh, the Killzone looked interesting. I played, now the, the Second Son, that's based on the, um, uh, what are those other games? They ended up the giving it to us on the PlayStation. What is it? It's based on the Infamous series. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, I was never got. I never got into the Infamous series. I got the first one for free when the PlayStation Three got hacked. Yeah. If you oh, remember. I well. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I don't know if it was just the. Uh, I just. I just. I never got into the characters or anything. You know. I to me, like, I mean, I know I'm gonna get shot shot at for, for fanboyism, but to me, it just looked like prototype. Uh, yeah, I mean, I could see, I could see the definitely the prototype things. I, I don't know. I just never got into the 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 main character being like a little anarchist, you know, like dude. And then it was like, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm old. But like when the when the sub characters were like kind of like trying to tell him like, hey man, what you're doing is wrong or whatever. And I'm like, you know, they have a point. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. But anyway, so. Um, the games that we are playing, um, for me, I've been sort of drifting into uh, some indie games, and I've found quite a few really awesome ones. Uh, you know, while I'm waiting for the the AAA stuff to to start really coming out, um, and then I did play um, I did play Thief, which I guess technically is well, and definitely a AAA. I tried title. to get into that. Uh, see, I did. I well, see. I read all the everybody saying how it wasn't like the original and everything, and but I got into it, and I'm I gotta tell you, I'm having a hell of a good time. Um, what what did you not like uh, about it, Todd? I mean, just the pacing on it seemed kind of slow. It, uh, I mean, uh, this level design was pretty much uninspired. I I will I will grant you 
the pacing is slow, but for me, I like that because I, I'm the type where I'll go up on a little rooftop ledge and I will sit there for like 15, 20 minutes watching the patrols go up and down the streets and figuring out where exactly is the, the optimal window for me to swoop down and grab that silver ashtray. (laughs) But, but I could see where some people would be kind of bored with it. And the level design, I will also grant you that is that like in the original games, um, once you got up into like the thieves highway, like onto the roof area and stuff like that, it seemed like you could go forever if you knew a lot of the secret paths. And in this one, they seem to give you little chunks, like where you can go up on a ledge and then go across a little bit um, to get around like certain areas. But then you always got to come back down. It seems like, it seems like not not everything's connected. It seems like there's like hidden paths and things like that, but they're shorter. Like you know, like they might get you through through an alleyway to another street or something, but you can't then continue moving. You know, I can't really feel like oh, I know the I know all the hidden paths. So I can get around the city without anybody without anybody seeing me. So I I do. It seems like they always try to funnel you back to the street so you can have those encounters with the guards. You know, just like a regular person. And I, I I don't like that as much. Um, but the game I do enjoy. I do enjoy it quite a lot. But anyway, uh, I wasn't going to take my – I wasn't going to go first. So I guess I sort of did by talking about Thief. But that's one game I've been playing, and my review of that will be up soon. Uh, so you can all see that. And I don't know, Todd. I might get hit on because uh, the uh, everybody's saying how bad of a game it was, uh, and I'm not seeing it. You know, I'm, I'm well, liking it. Well, there's some it. games that a lot of people consider crap, but – I end up enjoying a good example was a Splatterhouse remake. Mmm, I remember that. You really did enjoy yeah, that more, one. more recently, a lot of people criticized Rise. And I said, mm-hmm. I, was, I didn't write a review of it, but I would said it was a darn good rental. It really helped show right. off the uh, capabilities of the Xbox One, but the combat was very Batman-ish. Not that that's a bad thing. No, I think in the I think in the Thief world, if, if you look at a lot of the criticism, a lot of the people who are criticizing Thief are criticizing it because it's not the original games. And you'll always mm-hmm. get that when you do a yeah. reboot, you know? There's people uh, who I are mean, stuck on that. They don't like any changes. I mean, hell, look what, look what I went through with XCOM. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's definitely true. Uh, but, you know, and there are people that like, and there are people for the XCOM series who say that, you know, the original mm-hmm. was better and had more in-depth and you could have more than six characters. Yeah, that you was know, one that of the biggest complaints. And then the base defense thing. Which they sort of resolved with enemy within. Yeah, I played the I played the base you know, defense I thought, mission. I, was, I mean, it was it was a pretty awesome mission to do, but it did feel a little more scripted than original. Oh yeah, and it didn't it wasn't it didn't have anything to do with no. your base. I mean, you know, it, you know, it was like, wait a minute, I don't have the mech yeah. bay sitting beside the warehouse. Yeah, this is when I put a Delta <laughs> wing in. Right, right, yeah. So I'm like, yeah, it was, it was, it was good that they did it, and it was, it was definitely thrilling, and you know, it was hard trying to keep your. I try, I kept all my, um, I believe I kept all of my uh, little little people alive. You know, the the NPCs that oh, they the gave you. The, yeah. <laughs> No, I kept them alive. I I had them run up and do like toss a grenade over the ledge and stuff like that, and I was able to keep them alive. I actually had one that got like like four or five kills Jeez. in that mission, which was which was hilarious. Um, so, but anyway, yeah, a lot of people think that. Um, and and I will say I do miss 
the plotting of the original thieves. Like, um, remember there was the hammers and the pagans, and it was sort of like you could. So it was almost like Deus Ex in that you could sort of pick what faction you wanted to work for and stuff like that. And in this one, it's more like Garrett just doesn't care. He's like, yeah, the city's falling apart, and the barons really screwing the people over and everything, and there's a revolution going on and all that. And it's like, but Garrett just wants to go steal ashtrays, you know. <laughs> so I guess I could kind of see I, that. I really but, never uh, played a thief game before, so I wouldn't know. Oh no, it was one of my it's one of my favorite series. Um it and you know, the the modern thief in a sense, I, I will go out on a limb and say that I liked the I like the remake of Thief um better than the reboot of the Hitman series. Um I didn't like totally what they did with the Hitman series where you, you sort of had to I don't know. It was like you, you could go through the level, but then it was like, hey, you went through the level, but, you know, you could earn this little trophy oh. if you do something a different yeah, way. And then replay it... value. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, I have to experience but, but... that because I got Hitman Absolution for free. They oh, really? Okay. Package. No, it's an awesome it's an awesome game, but I think what you'll find is, like, you know, you never – they sort of force you to replay it. It's like, you know, it's – like there's different trophies you can earn on each level and you can't earn them all in one playthrough. Like it's like you get a trophy if you kill a guy by urine, by electrocuting him in the urinate in the urinal. <laughs> but you also get a trophy if you kill the guy by throwing him into the sewer. And obviously you can't do both. So yeah, you kind of have to play at the level multiple replays, times. Yeah. yeah so I, I, that's Forced replays. Like I don't know. That's one thing I'm not pleased with. No, no, I, I think, I think not. So, um, but anyway, I think, I think you'll enjoy the game if you are in the mindset of I'm just going to play it my way and then worry about the, you know, the replayability later, you know. So anyway, uh, Neil, you, we haven't given you much play, so we're going to let you start technically <laughs> after Todd and I have already monopolized the ta- the time. But uh, Neil, why don't you tell us? Uh, so what game have you been playing uh, that you want to bring to the table uh, for uh, early early of 2014? Well, as uh, much as Todd's going to uh, probably start a problem <laughs> with me, it's actually Lightning Returns Final Fantasy 13. I'm going to keep the mute button on while you talk about this. <laughs> uh, I I I played the series as many of you know I reviewed the second one in the series, and with this one you know I was kind of I, I was happy I got to use Lightning because I did enjoy her as a character, but uh, I was actually pleasantly surprised with what they did with the combat system. It wasn't the normal Final Fantasy layout. Okay, so how how was it different? I mean, you like thirteen too, right? Is it different? How is it different from thirteen? Well, uh, in Lightning Returns, it's actually you're using just lightning. You you don't have a party of three. Uh, oh, in addition, okay. you're not just static in one area. You can actually move around, and instead of and yeah, you wait for your gauge to pop up, but you can actually time blocks, and you actually choose which attacks you go with you. And you can you, when you change stuff mid battle, you have different things set up, different attacks. So it's really tactical, and in addition, uh, you're playing on a time crunch. You only got so many hours per day to get so many things done. And oh. you don't level up by beating monsters. In fact, that just gives you money. You, you level up and gain attack, magic, and stuff like that by completing quests. So, oh, well, so that's pretty cool. It eliminates so, the useless grinding that takes you hours and hours and hours and hours to do. That might be hope, then. Yeah, I didn't like the grinding on 13, and I also... For me, anyway, it was difficult to set up a good party where 
I mean, you pretty much had to have a system down where this person is like awesome with healing and this person was the support person that buffed everybody and this person was your your um damage over time person and so forth and if you didn't if you didn't have that down you were kind of screwed so it kind of sounds like you're sort of more on your own with with this one neil yeah and they they did a really good job about it. Billy, Billy's already trashing it. He didn't even played the game. He just said he saw a video and read the story and already saying it's bad. Uh, I'm the only one who's actually played it, and it's actually not like any Final Fantasy game I've ever played. They've done a really good job with it, and the cin- cinematic graphics were just second to none. That sounds like typical Final Fantasy material. Yeah, um, and another game I've been playing uh, since this year is actually I recently started. It was. Um, Making History, The Great War. Now that's based on the Making History series, which was a, uh, a, a turn-based strategy game, which was World War II-based, right? I believe the original Making History was, was WW2. Um, this one, which is uh, – you're playing it on early access through, through Steam – uh, which is – they've taken the same type of interface, but but you're in World War One, right? Yes, uh, and with early access uh, – I, I can't use my normal country, but I do get to use Germany, and it's uh, making history. And uh, Paradox's Hearts of Iron are the only games I like playing World War II strategy games on because they really, really force you to think. Because you have to figure out your industry, you have to worry about your supplies, you have to worry about being nice to people, and those and those consequences to every actions. It's not. It's not like most games where you take over something and it's just like, oh, okay, we're mad at you. Because uh, I've wanted to take over the Netherlands for a while, but I know if I marched right in there, I'd get about six trade embargoes slapped on me, and I'd be starting uh, probably World War One all over again. So it's just <laughs> one of those things where it really forces you to think, and really, you it really focuses on the industry of war, just not just the fighting. That's pretty cool, and I'm 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 anxious to hear your reviews of uh, both of those games, Neil. Especially the Making History one. Me being a strategy gamer myself, I love games that make you think, and I know the Making History series has always really made you think about your actions and your consequences of your actions and things like that. Um, you know, some people lose that game before they even before the war even begins because of their idiot diplomacy, you know, choices that they make. <laughs> well, it also kind of depends on who you use. Like, whenever I use Yugoslavia, you're always in a bad spot. Somebody somebody <laughs> is angling for your territory. Somebody wants you. Nobody likes you. And you're trying to... Like, on Making History too. I really had to hold myself up because Bulgaria was mad at me. Italy was starting to get a little bit antsy and wanted to come over there. And like, you can't really grow out as much as you are just trying to lock down what you have. Because because you're in just rough areas, uh, just like uh, Netherlands, Luxembourg. If you use those, and you're only using one or two small uh, territories, and you're like right next to the big superpowers. So sometimes you're just in a bad spot. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, okay, well, uh, thank you, Neil. Um, those all sound neat. So, Todd, uh, talking about games that you're playing, man, every time I talk to you, you're telling me about your Titanfall yes. experience. <laughs> so, so tell me, how, what? I know your review of Titanfall is coming up soon, but um, so tell me about uh, what is it about Titanfall that uh, that's really enthralled you? I mean, first off, explain sort of what, what the gameplay is like. 
and uh, it's it's a mostly it's mostly a multiplayer. It's almost all right? multiplayer. Yeah, it's a six on six versus six uh, first person shooter. Now that I just want to interrupt you, that's kind of odd for you because I know like. A lot of times when you play games like, you know, like like Call of Duty and stuff like that, you're like, you, you play the single-player campaign, and you're like, eh, multiplayer. Yeah, well, the reason is because you can't really do anything on them. Because uh-huh. it's not fair how you get out. You, you, when you respond, you're immediately attacked. You're camped. <laughs> you got spawn campers. You got regular campers. You got um, you got glitch campers. You got them all there. <laughs> Battlefield, Call of Duty, same thing. One thing they did with Titanfall is, which I think is actually genius. They do a timer system that counts down to when you can build, build your first Titan, and it speeds okay. up every time you kill lower-level characters, NPCs, which are referred to as either grunts or specters. Okay. And by doing that, it runs down your cooldown time, and then you can build your Titan. So let's. So everybody starts without a Titan in in any level, well, right? Well, sort of. There, you get cards along the way too. That you can play, mm-hmm. play three cards per round, and there's mm-hmm. some that's like one's called Atlas Free Furb, which allows you to mm-hmm. immediately drop an Atlas Titan. Okay. But if not, you have four minutes before you can build a Titan. And you're basically what running around trying not to get killed by other Titans well, <laughs> during that uh, time. If they don't use a refurb card, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, you can also gun down grunts and specters as well as the main characters, which are referred to as pilots. Mm-hmm. And you know, everyone once in a while, they'll give you a message like, be advised, your Titan will be ready in two minutes. Your Titan will be ready in 60 mm-hmm. seconds. And then all of a sudden, it'll say, your Titan's ready. Call it when call it when you want. And then oh, you drop it down. Okay. They say, like, stand by for Titanfall. It takes about three seconds, and then your Titan just falls from the ground. And you can, you can jump it, right into it. And there's times when I've actually jumped at the Titan. He, it grabs me and actually feeds, my, feeds me into his body. <laughs> it's not like you're just jumping in like it's a tank. It will actually pull right. you in. Oh, that's pretty cool. Now, once you're in the Titan, then you're you you're fighting mostly other uh, Titans. Them right? and uh, other pilots, grunts, and inspectors. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're not in your Titan, can you affect the enemy Titans? Can you yeah, shoot them? Can you, you get, do anything you get to two them? Wep- or two types of weapons. Well, actually, three. You get a mm-hmm. a regular rifle. There's, there's like ten or eleven rifles to choose from. Uh, mm-hmm. pistols, and then what they call an anti-Titan weapon. It'd be okay. either like a rocket launcher or a multi-missile launcher called a Sidewinder. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was like a, a plasma rail gun. And mm-hmm. I'm trying to know what the fourth one is. But those weapons affect yes. the Titans, basically. Those aren't primarily for anti-Titan use. So... As, as a pilot, as running around without a Titan, have you knocked down other mm-hmm. Titans? Oh, but okay. Make sure you yeah, go we... to an area where some some allied Titans are uh, there as well to help uh, thin out the damage. You can even uh, mm-hmm. get on a Titan, be it a uh, friendly or an enemy Titan. You get on a friendly Titan, you'll be able to ride piggyback on and be able to attack like if you're running on foot. If you get on an oh. enemy Titan, you actually open up an exhaust, exhaust port and just start firing your assault rifle at it, and it'll penetrate right through the shields. Wow, that sounds pretty. That sounds pretty exciting. So it's six on six, yeah. you say? And I remember there's a lot of criticism. Uh, mostly fanboys are like, "Oh, six on six is not going to be enough." And I was saying, "Have you ever played Battlefield with sixty-four people?" Mm-hmm. Sixty-four. Six yeah. on six actually works out pretty darn well. Hmm. 
And I suppose the reason for the six on six is I, I, I'm, I'm guessing that, uh, from what I've seen with the, the clips and stuff, the graphics are pretty amazing. I'm assuming if you went too much beyond that, it would start to clog up. Uh, yeah, it would, wouldn't just be that, but also, like I said, you wouldn't even have a chance to compete. You're, right, because uh, of the map o- size and the size yeah, of the Yeah, you would Titans get overwhelmed. Right, right, yeah. So how big are the maps? I mean, what are we what are we talking about? Like, I can't really say. About the same size of a typical uh, Call of Duty map. Okay, okay. So you can you can spawn on the map and stay away from the enemy titans. Is are they are these like city maps or or like uh, mostly urban environments? Uh, Combination those uh, alien planets. There's like one with these flying uh, look like giant uh, pterodactyls. Uh, and they can hurt yeah. you or because this doesn't really take oh, place wow. on Earth. It takes place mm-hmm. on an area known simply as the frontier. Okay, so it's kind of like the sort of a BattleTech world, pretty then, much. I yeah. guess, sort of. Yeah, yeah. Okay, very cool. That sounds yeah, neat. I really enjoy so, it. My review will be coming up soon. Uh, I've been streaming episodes of uh, of uh, Titanfall on my Twitch channel. Oh, cool. Okay, and what is what is your uh, Twitch channel? Twitch.tv/snarcast. S N A R C A S T. I'm hoping okay. to do some streaming to. Well. Um, Drive you over, yeah. This, whenever this gets posted, I'm hoping to have it up. Um, start getting more more time, getting some streaming done. I need to get more views. Yeah, yeah. This will. I uh, believe this episode is running on Thursday. So, uh, so I don't know if you want to want to be playing on Thursday or not. But uh, that'll be when this this comes up. I'll I'll uh, try to get a link to your uh, to your thing and drop it into the so people can uh, go by and and check it out. Um, on your channel, can they check out previous views, or is it just when you're on, basically? Todd, when when you're online, do people are people able to see you? Yeah, or? sorry, I had to mute button down. Um, oh, that's yeah, okay. I mean, there's times when um, I mean, I'd like to be able to get it myself. I had I don't have any back episodes on yet, but there's people who mm-hmm. I follow that do have back streams. Uh, I don't know if I have to be a plus member or not, or a turbo member as they call it. But I'm gonna give that give that a look at and see. Okay. All right. Well, uh, for me, like I say, I haven't been playing other than, other than Thief. I haven't been, and Thief, like Todd was saying, Todd is was saying it's, it's a slow paced game, at least the way I play it. It's slow paced game. So I've only gotten through the, like the third or fourth mission because, you know, I spend four hours just, you know, walking around the city. Cause you, it, the one good thing I do like about Thief is that they don't make you, it's not like, uh, like Neil's playing, you know, Final Fantasy with the timer and stuff. No, you have unlimited time to do anything you want. So, like, you know, you're supposed to go meet somebody at a bar, like a contact, but instead you can just head off into a different part of the city and like steal stuff. So, I've been sort of guilty of that. So, I've been playing s- slowly as far as the plot goes. But um, that's really the only game I've been playing that's would be, I guess, considered a triple A game. So I've been playing some indie titles. I've been playing this one game called Banished, which I also plan to write a review about. And it is a city-building game, um, but it's set in medieval times, I guess. Or, or well, maybe not medieval times, but uh, post-medieval times. But, but you basically have that level of technology, like you have a blacksmith. And you have to plant crops and fish for food and things like that. Um, so, uh, you know, there's nothing modern. The interesting thing about Banished is that uh, you don't have any enemies. So it's not like, you know, bears or monsters or anything are going to come over the horizon. It's pure, simple city management um, at that level of technology. So it's it's 
it's building houses, it's uh, and it's so much harder than it sounds because you know, believe it or not, surviving is kind of hard. And like, I had one town that I forgot to build houses, so kids kept living with their parents. They never moved out and like formed their own families. So at some point, my city basically died off because everybody was like in their eighties. And uh, the kids who had lived with them were like in their 50s, uh, still living in their parents' basement. And then I was like, oh, my God, everybody's dying off. And I didn't have any um, any way to uh, bring the population back up. So we just kind of slowly died off. So I make sure that the kids have their own houses so they can all get busy uh, <laughs> and make <laughs> make the new generation. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of an interesting game. Um, harder than it sounds. Um, there's a couple others I've been playing. One's called Gone Home. Have any of you guys heard about this game, Gone Home? Probably not. I've I just heard about of it. I heard about it from a friend of mine who went to South by Southwest, and it was apparently there. Uh, it's a two-hour game, more like an interactive story. Um, that's all it is. And it's basically your character has been out of town for a year, um, like traveling abroad in Europe or something like that, like visiting Shella or something. And <laughs> you come home, and uh, when you come home, you find a note on the door of your house, uh, your family's home, which is like a giant mansion type thing. And it says, like, you know, don't try to find us. We're not here. Um, but, you know, don't try to find us or anything. And you basically break into the house, and then the whole game is basically just exploring the house and reading notes and trying to figure out what happened to your family and where they went and what the deal is. Um, so it's And everything in the house is interactive. You can open every drawer, you know, refrigerators, microwaves, all that stuff. You can look through everything. And it's basically just like kind of like being a detective and trying to figure out what's going on. Um, Again, more like a story than a than a game, I guess. Um, but but really well done. Um, it's definitely an experience. If you have a free two hours, I would I would highly recommend it. Uh, so so those are the sort of the indie games that I've been playing. Oh, one more I forgot to mention, and uh, this one is really cool. Uh, it's called Banner Saga, uh, and Banner Saga is. Like Oregon Trail, Todd. I know you like uh, Oregon Trail. I, until they decide to <laughs> microtransaction it. Oh well, yeah, yeah. But I mean, in general, like you know, back back when we were in elementary school playing well, Oregon Trail. <laughs> um, so this is like Oregon Trail. You are uh, a bunch of Vikings. Uh, well, Vikings uh, in a in a fantasy setting. So you're Vikings. You also have some giants um, who are like Vikings, but but they're giants uh, in your group. And you are traveling down this trail uh, to try to get back to your homeland, and there's monsters and things like that. But you get these decisions like, you know, hey, Holgar got drunk, and every, he's pissing everybody off. So you can, like, banish Holgar or, you know, um, make it so Holgar is not allowed to drink anymore or beat the crap out of him in front of people or make him apologize. And... Depending on what you do, it really affects the game. Uh, it affects, like, you know, some stuff Stuff you do that seems pretty innocuous ends up, you end up losing, like, 100 people because you, <laughs> something happens because of that. And it's very Oregon Trail-ish, you know. It's like, you know, somebody gets sick, and so you've got to decide whether you, you should get rid of them, you know, or take the chance that they're going to infect everybody else. Or, you know, and there's fights and things within the wagon train. And it's neat. And there's also actual combat. 
combat. You're, there's actually monsters in that one, unlike Banished. There are monsters that do attack you, and you've got to tactically uh, go out and defend defend yourself and things like that. So, neat little game. Uh, it reminds me of Oregon Oregon Trail with blood, <laughs> so with actual fighting, so kind of fun. I'd, hi- I'd highly recommend uh, it. This, this game uh, came out a while ago because you guys mentioned like Oregon Trail. John, I've mentioned this to you a couple of times. Uh, Todd, if you're an Oregon Trail type of guy, there's actually a game I reviewed called uh, Expeditions Conquistador. It's pretty much Oregon Trail space with Spanish conquistadors. Really well done, real life scenarios. Uh, a lot of like people, depending on how your actions go, uh, people your your handpicked team will do certain reactions based off of that. You'll be ambushed at random times by random people as part of the story. And they do a really good job with it. So, I mean, you should check it out if you ever get a chance. And that was by uh, the people that made uh, Conquistadors. They, they also made uh, Blackguards, right? Which is the modern one that's out now. Uh, no, I think Expeditions was actually, I think it was Paradox who did it. Oh. Oh, okay. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, because it, right, it, well, it wasn't cool. Datalick. Okay, yeah, Datalick made Blackguards, which sort of has that same tactical combat thing that you're talking about. But, uh... But Conquistador, Expedition Conquistors was a, a Paradox game. I didn't know that. Right. Cool. Uh, yeah, and they did a really good job with it, both that and Black Arts. They have, so like your archers, like if someone's behind cover, they, their percentage is to hit drops and really, really interesting combat system. That's cool. I, I enjoy the I enjoy the tactical combat system. And, you know, it was funny up until, it was funny we talked about XCOM a little bit uh, at the beginning of the game, but like up until XCOM came out, like I would tell people, Todd, you probably experienced this. I would tell people that I would like ta- I like tactical games like that, and they'd be like, "Eh, hey, man, that sucks." You know, that's that's an old school interface. Yeah. And then and then XCOM came out, you know, the mm-hmm. new XCOM, and now every, now everybody's it, like, it's a tactical like people are afraid to too. try something new or what they would think would be new. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it'll be like how people Civilization. I'm sure people would criticize that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you can also look at uh, like Call of Duty gamers, like. Like, those Call of Duty Battlefield gamers are pretty much kind of set in their ways. They want the game to be just a certain uh, shell, and if it starts deviating outside of that, they start getting a little bit worried or confused, or they start complaining. (laughs) They get confused. I'm not just running around shooting people. What do I do? (laughs) Um, So, okay, uh, I guess, you know, I always ask the stupid final question. So, um, you know, based on what you've seen so far... Um, in in 2014, uh, you know, good year, bad year. What it was, how's it shaping up? I I'll ask you first, Neil. Um, for me, kind of the jury is still out. I'm not quite sure because it is still early. I am looking to forward to two games that are coming out at uh, middle of the year, and the other one's still to be announced. Both are Tom Clancy games. Both look really good. Uh, the first one is uh, Rainbow Six Patriots. Not a whole lot has been shown about it, uh, but the, from what I can see, the graphics look absolutely amazing and it looks very, very realistic. Uh, but the one I've seen the most of is actually Tom Clancy's The Division, and uh, like they had a little video up on it. I think I can actually uh, post it up on the uh, website, and uh, it like takes place after uh, like some riots and all that, and like you and a guy are walking down the uh, city street. I mean, like everything you can almost see like, every brick in the wall. And, like, he has, like, a tactical display, and they're trying to help people and all that. It looks really, really good. What's uh, that one Tom called? Clancy's The Division. 
Oh, cool. What are you, cops or something? Uh, or? No, I'm guessing you're uh, military or uh, <laughs> something, something to that aspect. Okay, I'll, I'll just, that sounds really neat. I'll check that. I like the Tom Clancy games. I know you wrote that editorial about how Tom Clancy affected gaming, which was really nice. Um, and I like the Tom Clancy games because, unlike a Call of Duty where it's like you know get shot fifty times and then pick up a med pack and stuff, the, the Tom Clancy games are a lot more realistic. You got you get shot in the head, you know, even if it's you know a stray bullet or something like that. Guess what? You're dead. <laughs> uh, and one they mentioned it. Uh, anyone, did any of you two ever play Tom Clancy's End War? I have Tried not. To, couldn't no. get into it. I actually enjoyed it, but End War 2, it, it, it's making it, but they haven't nailed down a release date on it yet. Uh, oh, that's a to-be-released yep, one. The one I liked about End War was, End War was one of the few tactical games that you could actually play with a microphone. Like, if I had, like, let's say two units of choppers and two units of tanks, and, like, I needed my two uh, chopper units, I could hold down the uh, call button and say, Unit 1 and Unit 2 attack Enemy 3 and Enemy 4, and... They just they fly right there. Didn't have to move the camera. Didn't have to hit buttons. Nothing. They just moved. That's cool. It sounds like you've got your chopper units with you yeah. right now. Yeah. And, and, and for, <laughs> unfortunately, old computer, so it happens. But uh, oftentimes you uh, you sit there like you could be watching your tanks, and you know there's something going on over there. So you could have your artillery go. You know, you could get on and say unit six attack enemy five, and they just they'd start attacking without you having to move at all. No, that's that's cool. For me, the games I'm looking forward to, uh, the really the one that I'm I'm so hopeful for and this could be such a really awesome game or it could be the critical failure of the century uh is watchdogs i mean watchdogs looks so freaking amazing if it's like if if it's like grand theft auto with open world ability to control but but the additional to hack things and control the environment and stuff like that it could be so freaking awesome it could be the experience that uh, of of the year really you know it could even be greater than that it could be amazing but it's been delayed so damn long that i'm worried that like it's gonna come out and it's gonna suck i don't know todd, todd what do you i know you had a reaction when i mentioned it before or what do you think uh i've i saw the trailers of it and it didn't really, really impress me how could it not repress you an open world where you can For one reason everybody's soft and i've started i mean they basically have turned into the new ea for me <laughs> oh, I suppose I suppose there is something to be said for Ubisoft. I know they're dropping their ridiculous um, that stupid service they have that you have to uh, sign up to to play all your games. Um, so maybe that won't handicap Watch Dogs. Well, they'll, they'll I don't know. I, on Xbox, that's for certain. I've already had a couple arguments with the developers about it. Oh, really? Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see. Anyway, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, developer and publisher aside. I, to me, it really appeals to me. I'm hope I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful, but I'm also wary. <laughs> Todd, what about you? What do you think about 2014 uh, in general? And you looking? I'm gonna say to? the same thing I've always said. Wait till E3, because there's really mm. not much coming out right now. I mean, if anything, one thing I'm looking forward to is the new Wolfenstein. Oh uh, so yeah, they're yeah, actually yeah. making it an alternate reality as opposed to the old World War II setting. Yeah, did you did you see the the trailer for uh, the train to Berlin? Uh, I can't mission? remember if I saw uh, that one or not, but there was one trailer I saw a while back which really intrigued me. It almost looked like it was almost like a parody of itself. Yeah. Oh really? And I'm thinking I'm, I might like like give that a shot because I mean I think the Wolfenstein series was made too serious, especially after the last one. 
The one I saw about the train uh, that Neil had, Neil had posted, uh, you were riding a train to Berlin, that one looked freaking serious. I mean, really serious. Like, you, there was a woman there who's like the Uber Fuhrer, and she's like in charge of like concentration camps or something. So, I mean, they're, they're not shying away from it. And she sits you down at a, at a lunch table on the train, and she has three cards, and she says she's going to determine whether or not you're full Aryan or if you have any half blood in you oh, or damn. whatever. And she puts this card out, like one card has got like skulls on it, and one card has a spider on it. And she says, "Pick the card that that makes you feel more gross, or you know that 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 turns your stomach more." And you pick a card, and then she has a picture of like some other stuff, and she's like, "Which one of these cards makes you happy?" You know. And then at the end of this like evaluation, um, I guess she determines that you're a half breed or something because she shoots you or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, holy crap! You know, it, it also, seems. I mean, because it seems like it's going to be more fleshed out. I mean, yeah. The last one was not really feel fleshed out to me. It just felt like it was on rails. So maybe that's what got me more interested in this one, and I'm curious to see how it comes out. Yeah, I don't know. It looks, it looks, it looks. Well, I mean, Bethesda's got a yeah, hand in true. it, so it's gonna be, it's gonna be decent, you know. And Hopefully. also, the other <laughs> thing I want to check on is because those who pre-order to get the access to the Doom beta, and I want to mm-hmm. see how that is. Because a lot of people didn't like Doom Three, but I did. Right, right. Doom Three was an amazing game, one of my favorite horror games of all time. Yeah, I'm one of those that was better than Half Life Two. Ooh, I don't know well, about that. Well, the reason that. is because I can I actually play it on my computer. It didn't keep freezing up every time I try to turn. Yeah, but no airboat. <laughs> the airboat missions were absolutely boring. Oh, I love the airboat uh, missions. The airboat missions are my favorite. Like, Can we move on to the next part, please? Oh, the airboats go down as some of my top ten favorite gaming moments. I love the airboat missions. Um but I love Doom Three too. I'm not. I'm not I just. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't compare the two. Um, Doom Three was sort of more of an atmospheric horror game, almost like a Resident Evil type of thing. You know the mm-hmm. way they did it. Um, yep. You know where it was like there were a lot of moments where it was kind of slow and you were scared. Yeah, you had no ammo. And then, <laughs> yeah, or you're walking around with your flashlight that you somehow didn't know how to tape to yeah. your gun. <laughs> Step one, tape your freaking flashlight to the well, end of actually, your gun. Well, actually, believe it or not, they actually revamped it for 360. I've been wanting to get it. It's called the Doom 3 BMG Edition. Oh, and yeah, actually, I played that. Okay. Yeah, they, 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 they fixed most of that, didn't they? Yes, they did. Oh, they they decided that you had two yeah, hands it's like you have a or chest you could take... Now. Oh, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was that was that was the one thing that bothered me about that. So that's cool. So they fixed it. Awesome. Well, good for them. I'll have to check that out. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you guys joining me here in uh, 2014 for one of the first shows of the year devoted to regular gaming. And uh, I'm sure we'll have a lot more um, to say about these type of things once we get uh, past E3. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely. All right, guys, have a good one, and um, I'll see you next year right here at the Gin Lounge. Uh, we're at GameIndustry.com. We're also on Facebook, Printerest, uh, Twitter, and uh, Google+. So check us out on any of those places. You can get to it right from the new site, our new revised and 100% improved site. So everybody, uh, please enjoy the new site, too. All right, uh, I will see you all right here next time at uh, the Gin Lounge. Until then, uh, take care, everybody, and let's hope 2014 shapes up to be as amazing a year as 2013 ended up.